Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. I'm Uluani Femi. My name is Oganerumo. And I'm Abo- Abiodunbolo. <laughs> Bolo forgot his name. <laughs> is, it, is it because you've not been on the podcast for a while that you forgot your name? I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, Bolo. Welcome, yeah. really welcome yeah. back. Thanks. Bolo had to be away for a while. It was related to the whole... House but you, know, you guys have no updated uh, listeners on the house. Yeah, house. you might have noticed... <laughs> in my voice that I'm excited. This one the past episode, from the last episode. I'm excited and well, <laughs> I stopped ranting for a while because I got a house. <laughs> Everybody we all got a place, got places that we like and the struggle is over. It is over. Finally. Finally, finally. right? <laughs> finally, finally. But I mean, like they say, problem need to finish. Right. <laughs> so, so right now there's a there's a problem in in yeah, it's mostly a Nigerian problem. So the only issue with um, national identity, identity numbers, number. and people's SIM cards being blocked. Right, Crazy for the stuff. first time in how many years that, like two years now, you've been postponing deadlines. Yeah, since mm-hmm. December 2020. Like, wow. you keep postponing by three months, by a month, and now for the first time, the federal government is going ahead, has gone ahead with their threat of barring any number that is not linked to an A9. And they must have postponed for like, I mean, two nine years. times. Yeah, like nine, nine times. times. Nine, yeah. good nine. Times. I'm sure somebody listening right now is one of those people who right, who's people lives. that called their blog. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, what will they do? This is the first time they are saying they are postponing. And this time they are like, so I think my, my theory is that to an extent, a lot of people have registered, right? A lot of people has registered and this barring might not really affect telcos as much as it would if they had cyber barring line since 2020 mm-hmm. you get yeah. but now they have gone ahead to bar people's line some people can't receive calls some can't make calls that some people can't browse mm-hmm. either of the problem at least you are incapacitated to use your mobile number because you've not linked the i9 mm. and yeah I, I and Bolu went to the N9 enrollment office yeah. at um, Ikeja today. Alausa Ikeja. Ikeja. We went there today. There was a whole lot of crowd there. So much. And so much. And people are angry. People are complaining. Expectedly. Uh, yeah, yes. But sometimes, you know, when you've defaulted, you just be like, okay, I didn't register my NIN. Maybe because the time I came to register, there was a lot of queue and mm-hmm. I decided to go. That was her side. And now people that have registered, that have their NIN, they are also there with them in the struggle. Mm-hmm. And we got to ask some of them questions. Why? They just said the NIN is inactive. Mm. So... It is not. It is not just about enrolling now. It's about getting your N9 to be active. So even people that, people that are actually enrolled are yes. among the people whose lines were blocked. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Even though they, do these people try. So I'm assuming they attempted to link their yes. numbers then, and it didn't work. Yes. Then they and called they, their customer care line, their okay. telco customer care line, and they were told that their N9 is inactive. They should go and validate it. Even people that went to office to um, MTN office, Airtel offices like that, they were told the same thing that they should go to the enrollment office to go and validate their line. And I was surprised. What is validation? This is the first time I'm hearing about validation. Mm. And the only tweet, the only thing you can see on NIMC um, websites or 
connected to validation that we can see is very recent, as recent as March 22nd, right? Wow. So it's a new process. People don't know about validation. All they just know is enroll, get your N9, and move on. Mm-hmm. But now, you have to I validate. never had the validation. Neither have yeah. Even people that are there, they were confused. They came with their N9 sleep, and you are still blocked. So it's a new process now. So problems are now in different levels. So either you've defaulted and not registered at all, or you've registered. Did you find out when this validation thing started and wh- why? Because, again, new process, never heard of it. Yes. So some people, if, okay, this is how you find out your, ordinarily, you won't know, but if you went to a bank and they wanted to confirm your N9, and you give them your N9 and they find out that they can't confirm it, it is inactive, then you go and validate it in an N9 enrollment office. Or if you want to link your SIM and it's telling you your N9 is inactive, right? You have to validate it. So I reasoned, and from a few people that asked the, asked questions, I was able to notice the trend. Mm. If you registered your N9 with an agent, not from Nigerians NIMC are using agents office, for things they can do themselves. Right? <laughs> There's actually they, they have an agent oh, network, official, for agents. official agent network, like oh. enterprises or agents oh. that register on behalf of NIMC. Okay, but that's a, that's a, from what I've noticed over the years, even for registering SIMs and all of that, mm-hmm. I always prefer to go to the offices of these telcos because when you use all those supposed agents. registered agents in you the outside, there was yeah. always a problem. Yes. So, so as it's where their data is not updated on the um, on NIMC database, so but they have to go and do it. But even office. telcos can register, like, can enroll you for name. Yes, so they were given the power. So what's the problem? But still, they are directing they people direct to N9 enrollment office. So either you did that, registered with an agent, or you at some point you, you had to to retrieve your line, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it deactivates at that point after retrieving the line. Yes. And you have to go and validate it again. So there are a lot of things involved here. The tech behind this is not seamless. Okay. Like maybe you probably have to link the line again after you retrieve it. Yes, and interestingly, the, there's there's a solution to that. That okay. is if you have an NIMC app. Oh, okay. Yes. And not only that, if you, the number you registered with is active. <coughs> So if you have an NIMC app and you don't know the number you used to register or you can't find it again or you can't access it, then you, there's nothing you can do apart aside going to join the queue in those offices. Okay, so th- this solution you're preferring now is for people who... Have NIMC app. You can yes. get it on the Play Store. Okay. Yes. And you know the number. The number you used to register your N9 phone number is accessible because they will send you an OTP. Okay, so you can use that to validate. Yes. You don't have to queue. You don't have to queue. You don't like have people to are queue. queuing all over now. Yes. Oh. So after you after you download the NIMC app, and there are two NIMC, you find two NIMC app on the Play Store. You find the one for ID verification and you find the one for enterprise. Okay. That is what is used by agents. Mm-hmm. So you download the one that is for ID um, registration. When you download it and you open it, you follow the prompts until it lists you to where you will put in your N9. When you put in your N9, it will take you to another interface where it asks you to confirm your number. Mm-hmm. It will display a few digits of your phone number. It will ask you that, is that the number you're still using? If you say yes, you 
click it and it will send you an OTP, which you will enter and it will tell you your NIN has been validated. That's perfect. So no yes, need to go but, but I mean, people know but, yeah. about NIN. But, exactly. but this is even for people who for people who have not enrolled Registered at all, they still have to go and queue. Yes, yeah. they still have to go and queue. <laughs> okay. If, but if you have enrolled and you're having issue with your NIN in a, being inactive, then you can try the NIMC app. Some people find out later that no phone number is attached to the NIN wow. number. Wow. Yes. Wow, like at the process of registration, yes. there was no number. So there's no way they can use the app. So they, they have to go and queue. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. I can yes. imagine s- even the logistics of this for even the, the NIMC officials and. Yes, it's tiring. They actually the abandoned people today. Yeah, they, they did were that tired. Today. They left people outside. They went into their offices. Wow. Yes. They were not flogging people. people. Yes. You got flogged. <laughs> I actually got flogged. Sorry about that. Yes, an officer of the... Occupational um, hazard. Yes. Yeah, civil defense call. There were a lot of them on ground because they were sharing the same compound. Yeah. So they were there to disperse the crowd. Mm. And I was trying to Sorry get about word. that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for, take it, for taking one for the team and for, the, and for the listeners. <laughs> so if you are listening, that's the solution. If you had that, that Nifemi has given this. I think we have an article... Yes, detailing this. So we can also link to it so you can follow that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, makes sense. So I, I forgot, we're, we're going to start with something and I, I kind of forgot. Um, again, thanks to everyone that has, has been listening and if you listen, you're listening right now up to this point, thank you so much. We already have listener mail. You know, every, at the end of every episode, we always say reach out to us. So someone actually sent an email. Uh, his name is Samuel Obina. Samuel Obina, if you're listening now, uh, Shout out so you. let me just read Samuel Obina from Obin M from Ibadan. <laughs> so he said, um, he has, I, I have an idea and I believe I can change Nigeria, in short, Africa, <laughs> but do not know how to get the idea started. Uh, that is about raising money and the rest. I heard you say in the last episode that raising money is more about who you know. That was Chim Gozerim. Um, some of us here don't know anyone. Please share more, shed more light, more light on this. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so Samuel, so f- I mean, this is my own opinion. I, I would like to hear from other people. Um, you say you have an idea. So, like, you've not even started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know it tends... And so, so, somehow, the media split the road in that, you know, when we announce funding news all the time and all of that, right? It, there's a tendency to think that that's just the only way you can start a mm-hmm. business. Like, you must raise money, raise money. Yeah. Uh, do proceed. Yes, we've seen a few people raise money, proceed these days, and they've not even, even started the, uh, the idea and all of that. Which is why where the who you know comes a, a, around, mm-hmm. but for most people, this, these people are just exceptions. For most people, when you have an idea, you've not started, you need to first start, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody that is going to put money into your business, you have to know that you're serious. We have to see some traction, so you yeah. need to first start with what you have, and then there's what they call um, FFF, family, friends, and fools. <laughs> Those are the first people that <laughs> that invest, invest in you. Your mother, your father, your uncle, your friend. This would Your family is Yeah. They don't, <laughs> they don't put money in the business because they believe in the idea or they've seen they your numbers. You. They just like you and they just... Yeah. So that's the, those are the, actually the first people. So Tim Gosling's statement of raising money is about who you know still applies to that. Yeah, yes. still stands. Yeah, so you need to find those people that can, you know, put... They just put it because they just believe yeah, in they're you. They're expecting yeah. a return, so... Yeah, they're not expecting anything from you. So that's the first step. Um, I don't know if anybody has, has any other thing to add. I yeah. think I agree with you really mm-hmm. because 
most of the startups we've talked to always most of the time before they raise money it's usually family and friends and fools as you said yeah, that fools. would obviously pay like obviously invest in them mm-hmm. if you don't have people like that well <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh you have your own money to start yeah you start with your okay, money too okay yeah there's that yeah. too you can start with your own money that is usually the small business route anyways you start yeah you start with your money, money. So and eventually, you can keep bootstrapping. Take Point Africa. Yeah, exactly. If not raised, then you've been bootstrapping savings. for seven years. Yeah. Yes. It all started with the uh, Adewale savings. The photography jobs he did over the weekend, shooting weddings and whatnot. So you start, you start with what you have, and then you move to the three Fs, and, and then... Uh, maybe... And then from there, get somebody interested in you. Yeah. All the best. Yeah, all, all the best. best. We'll, we'll link to an article that um, explains a bit more of this. I think we have like two or three articles I have in mind already. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll link to that in the in the show notes. Okay, let's move to the next story. Um, banks. Some a yes. couple of banks were fined. Nigerian banks. Yes, about eight hundred million naira. Uh, 800 million. Oh yes, 800 million. For dealing with crypto, right? Yes, for uh, facilitating <laughs> <So banks> crypto <laughs> transactions. Interesting. I thought like it was only individuals. I have warned you. I warned you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know, when I saw that story, what came to my mind was, you know, CBN was not bluffing when they released that circular last year in February. They were not bluffing at all. And, you know, we've seen a lot of news where people would say, uh, even though they banned crypto, things are still happening. You know, at that point, we even saw um, Bitcoin peer-to-peer trades in Nigeria really soar. You know, that was when Paxful actually announced that um, peer-to-peer trading in Nigeria had reached $1.5 billion. uh, And that was really amazing. Mm. But now, you know, CBN has showed people that we're not joking when we told you we don't want this you to facilitate. Week, <laughs> when the Nigerian government shows yeah. us that. Yes, yes. And Our threats. We'll yeah. be hearing about them freezing individual accounts. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So this is now banks. That. Yes, this is now banks. How, that went ahead to accept those payments. How, how were they able to trace that the banks Okay, were? yeah. So um, 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 the three banks um, that were fined were Access Bank, Stambik, IBTC, and United Bank for Africa. Mm-hmm. So I think... Access Bank had the biggest fine of all, 500 million naira. Um, How much are these in dollars? Um, That's like 1.2 million dollars. Yes. Okay. Um, Stambik was 200 million naira. I think that's about 428,000 dollars. 481. Yes. And then there was Stambik uh, UBA, United Bank for Africa. That was 100 million naira, which is... Like 240,000 dollars. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And Stambik IBTC um, CEO actually uh, said some things about how they were actually able to, how CBN was able to find out what exactly happened. Uh, his name is Wale Adeni. Okay. So he said CBN has a technology that is more advanced than what they use. I think that was really. <laughs> Doesn't really clear. <laughs> so he said, CBN has a technology more advanced than uh, what banks use to like um, detect, detect crypto related transactions. And I think <laughs> when they say detect crypto related transactions, what they really mean is that if you are transacting, like if I'm sending money to Onome, and then I wrote there, okay, this is the money for the Bitcoin you sent me. They <laughs> will flag it, <laughs> of course. Which people don't would do. normally not, not do. do. No, they are smarter then, than that now. They said, 
those transactions went through without them detecting it and CBN was somehow able to detect those transactions how was CBN able to detect it like, I don't understand it's it's still very still very but I I think I'm I'm still going to do some findings yeah, you need that. to but, but the banks are not fighting it they're not saying no Funny, they're, not, they are not they are not what um Adeni the Islamic bank CEO is actually saying is they are talking to CBN to actually and uh, release that technology to them so that they'll be able to because there is no tiny them it sounds like it should to be yeah it is they even mentioned that they know that they will still have to pay the money but CBN should like give them the technology so that I think it's being sarcastic to be honest I don't I think this stuff I think it's being sarcastic because How do they want to track it? From what I understand, most of these uh, peer-to-peer platforms now, they just peer you with someone who exactly. has the crypto you need. Mm-hmm. The person uh, sends send you the money. The description is there's no description there's no anyway. Description. There's a code and, and, and all of that. So yes. how does CBN track? <laughs> After I, 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 I really don't. And, and when you think about it, CBN, like I think even with this 800 million era fine and everything, they can't really put a stop to crypto transactions. Never. Can't. They can't. Because happen. I still spoke to, I think I spoke to someone this morning and he still did a crypto-related transaction. All, all he had to do is don't put it in um, the transaction details. Don't, don't use the keywords, yeah. Yes, as simple as that. And Okay, I have, I have an angle to this or a theory. What, what if this is just fake news by CBN to just... Put fear. Like yeah, put fear in people like signal. Like, like hey, they are watching you. We can we can, do, can this actually do this. And then make people afraid. Mm. Because it's out of their control. And nobody's using in Naira by the way. Nobody's using in Naira. We are going to get uh, give Bolu is going to like let us know how it's going with in Naira. Yes, very yes, soon. very soon, yeah. very soon. Yeah, and yes. Yeah, I have some inside gist about that. Well, I, I, I don't think I want to let the cat out of the bag yet. So okay. Okay. I think we'll be looking forward to it. Yes, for now you can just subscribe to the Blockchain Explorer. Um, we'll put the link yes. in the episode notes. So you know when that article is out so that yeah. you can see the entire gist about the era and what and what the update is. But another thing about um, this is it also points to the fact that the CBN is not really you know ready to... Um, accept crypto per se and it's really surprising because we are seeing a lot of you know countries you know in the international community actually opening up and saying you know what we want to understand this thing how does it work yes and Mm -hmm. you know on monday uh we saw the uk decide that they wanted to understand crypto better in fact they said they wanted to make the uk a hub for crypto asset technologies and Mm -hmm. from there you start to think you know People are really, you know, taking notes of, you know, these international communities are taking notes of cryptocurrencies. You know, they mm-hmm. know it's, and I think one of the things that spurred this was the entire Ukraine, Russia war, yeah. and yeah. how, you know, crypto played a really a big role, role. Yeah. yeah, in that. So it's still surprising to me that, you know, our own CBN, <laughs> you know, is still not, you know, you know uh, you know making the move to really understand crypto you know regulate crypto you know try to harness it how do we understand it nfts and it's funny again because you know i was at a blockchain conference uh, the tech next uh, conference and you know um, a government representative was actually talking about you know this technology and he made some very interesting insights on how you know blockchain and crypto nfts could actually help with um, getting people to 
you know, buy houses easily, invest in real estate easily, you know, when you're tokenized real estate. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. And from there, I was like, you know, maybe we might start it's, to see... It's, it's not like they don't know how how much impact this is capable of having. It's mm. not as if they don't know it. It's just the uncertainties. Yeah, they are, they are afraid. The judgment. They are yeah. afraid that to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to regulate about crypto. That is, that is there is nothing true. to regulate and about. Governments have to worry about things like terror, terrorism, terrorist acts being funded by but the... But still, banditry is still being funded with our legal tenders. The funny thing is that fiat, most, most, most uh, scams, most um, criminal fiat, fiat is still fiat the top. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's just the truth about it. So, exactly. as long as it's a financial system there's nothing you can do about it as long as it can be used for transactions maybe, maybe try and focus more on the inherent issues like the root issues why these things exactly. happen why, mm-hmm. why there's terrorism why there are bandits exactly. and solve that you know stuff like that <sighs> well, they really have to well. consider embracing blockchain they do they do and i hope they do soon because it's one technology that keeps transforming and keeps changing exactly. very fast yes, very rapidly and you know if you and and the thing with regulation and anything government related it's it's usually slow yeah but technology is technology moves fast moves faster moves, yeah moves, moves really fast so yeah. i just hope you know they realize this and you know, find a way to understand and you know help them and help you know people, people. use these things you know amen to, to make, that yeah, yeah. Well, since <laughs> elections are coming so maybe the new government might Easy you know. to draw us. We'll see. We'll see. Fingers <laughs> crossed. So we'll put a link to the Blockchain Explorer um, list so you can subscribe and know the next time um, Bulu um, shares a story about it. Okay, so final story for today. Um, it has been trending on, on social media, especially on Twitter, yeah. all week. Apparently, it started months ago, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know why it never came to our phone. So um, a US-based company, Fast, yep. so that shut down. down. Yeah, recently. so Fast is an online checkout uh, um, company. What they do is basically they help you check out when you're online. Mm-hmm. I don't see the... Nobody has ever seen their checkouts. <laughs> I've, not, I've never seen it. Although I think they'll probably be in the US, so maybe people that are in the US may see them. No, know. I've seen tweets of people in the US saying they've never seen them. But I'm, well, I don't know. Interestingly, <laughs> according to what I read about the company I know, a lot of uh, merchants refuse to put the Fast button on their pay out uh, on their checkout um, page so i think some someone conducted like a survey and 19 out of 50 didn't put the checkout the fast checkout button mm. on the page so interesting a lot of people were not using it mm. but really apart from the fact that they shut down and all of that and all of that there's the fact that um apparently they hired nigerian developers at the beginning of the company to uh, to build their MVP. Yeah, to create their MVP, MVP and all of that. But mm. they treated them really badly. Horrible buses part two. Wow. <laughs> this time. <laughs> like US edition. <laughs> yeah, US yeah. edition. Part three. <laughs> part three. So what he did was, okay, he hired these Nigerian developers and they created the MVPs. And in the end, he didn't give them any credits and he was paying them really badly. I think he paid them $800 a month. Uh, mm-hmm. About five dollars or six dollars an hour. Wow! Damn. And then he sacked them when he was. And done. then he sacked them. Like After some people re- came online on came online on Slack and they couldn't access the Slack channel anymore. Mm. 
Like so, it was that bad. So use them for cheap labor. Use them for cheap labor. Build the company, raise money, then sack them. And and that's all. You're gone. You can't. You can't. You can't. I think most of them are even scared to even talk. They couldn't say anything. They because of obviously you have to protect your reputation when you mm. come into in the industry and all of that. So a lot of them refuse to say anything. I think it wasn't until recently, as the whole thing like started blowing up and all that, some people started talking okay. yeah. and saying, "Okay." I, I wish they talked earlier. Yeah. Seriously, I actually saw a tweet from a white lady. I am still trying to understand if she was actually talking about Nigerian developers or not. But it happened about 2020-2021. She was complaining that Fast did um, one of her friends dirty and um, he and he was supposed to be hired or something. He came on board and within two weeks or so, they let him go without any explanations mm. and whatsoever. And interestingly, this is not the first time the CEO has been found out of a failed startup. Mm. So in 2014, he founded Tow. It's um, a towing, an on-demand towing truck um, company that connects tow trucks to to companies that want to throw down to tow their um, tow trucks basically so after he got a contract with the police department they i think he he sued them because they're owing him money mm. okay he sued them because they're owing him money the um eventually he wasn't able to get back his money i think because the details of the case are really really sketchy but sued them then after suing them he threatened to give out personal information of people. Wow. Like, I was like, dude, mm, just who to offended get you? Just to get his money. The guy yeah. seems to have a lot of uh, yeah. no scruples. That's the word, exactly. no scruples. Like, no it was so bad. It was so <laughs> bad. And some of the people that he owed money, still he still owes them money today. The Nigerian developers? No, the Nigerian oh. developers, even the people from his old company... He still owes them and he raised so much money. That's, I think that, that, that's what I found really surprising. I think as at the last time uh, they raised money, the company was valued at five hundred and eighty million dollars. Yep. And I think they he raised about over a hundred million dollars. And they could not pay people properly. It's so surprising. And now the company has showed and they're burning three hundred million a year or something. Yeah, ten million dollars every month. Ten million dollars every month on six hundred dollars, six hundred thousand dollars revenue a year. How? Anyways, like, what, what 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 concerns me in all of this is the kind of image this part where he hired um, low cost Nigerian mm. developers, mm. the kind of image is painting of on the of the many talents mm-hmm. that we have in Nigeria, in yeah. representing Africa at large. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just hoping it does not give out a very a, a bad image of. Nigerian developers, mm-hmm. as it's where we, I don't, I don't agree that Nigerian developers are low cost or cheap. Oh, I don't agree. Not. Not, I can relate because I tra- <laughs> trust me, they yeah. are not cheap. Yes, they are not cheap. <laughs> they are not. So the kind of image, and I think I should just chip in that we are trying to get an idea of how much um, an African developer or a Nigerian developer gets paid yeah. monthly or mm-hmm. annually. And we will put the link to the form. If a developer, mm-hmm. whether you work for a Nigerian company or you work remotely for a country, a company outside the country, just fill the form. Give us an idea. Yeah. Let us put it out so that people will stop 
like yeah. negotiating with you like they are buying pepper in the market exactly. <laughs> like that's so ridiculous like, and uh, exactly. exactly how does that make that to give some context to that you know we did this survey in 2017 mm-hmm. um and that time the, the numbers at that time uh, it reflects the numbers at that time but it's very mm-hmm. important to do that updated one so mm-hmm. that there's a kind of like a, a benchmark that people can have yeah. like you know that okay yes. this is the average that nigerian and african it's developers exactly. and don't think that they are cheap because mm-hmm. they're good they're like they're good we, one of the best like we're exporting ta- talents we have developers yeah. all like talent. in fan companies like google amazon microsoft so obviously yeah we're, we're good not enough. cheap so please we developers listening please we'll put a link to that in the episode notes very important please help us fill in the survey honestly you can it's anonymous i believe yes yeah. anonymous. it's anonymous so but just fill it honestly and then we'll do the rest of the magic right uh, one other thing is uh just quickly before we go like what does this say some i saw it with someone was talking about how blaming well, everything that happens in this country people blame the government mm-hmm. and then wondering like what's government's role in this should they have if government had better labor laws and whatnot yes, would this guy have been able to I, i don't know exactly if it's because this is remote yeah. i don't know exactly if it's government's um I, I, i don't know labor laws for remote work work in other countries yeah and how government plays a role but i'm just maybe that's something we should explore what what role government can play yeah you know we need, we need, to, we need to explore that economy. Yeah, yeah exactly So yeah, thanks so much for staying with us all this while and we try to make sure that things because we noticed that our episodes can tend to be long. Yeah. <laughs> so we try to make things uh, more standard. Uh, we're hoping that you can expect that episodes will be below 35 minutes going forward. Um and then we hope that you can stick with us. Thank you for staying this long. Um Samuel Obina, I hope we were able to help. answer your yeah, answer your question with a bit help. If you have if you want to ask us any question like Samuel Obina you can email us at podcast@techpoint.africa you don't also you could also send feedback or um comments or you know whatever it is um contribute to the discussion you can also tweet at us um or just tweet your ideas and share with the hashtag #techpointsafricapodcast don't forget we we'll put all the links to all the episodes all the articles and all the forms and the, uh, the surveys that we mentioned in this episode um, in the in the description or episode show notes Uh thank you for sticking with us. We'll catch you next Tuesday. Right. And uh yeah, what is anything else I'm not forgetting anything. Take care of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah, have a good weekend. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs>